How's everybody doing today? My name is Christian Wagner, and I'm the Militant Thomist. So this is going to be a bit of a of a hot take right here. This is going to be pretty quick. I was just um, reading a certain article, which was a a section from Alphonsus Liguori, Saint Alphonsus Liguori on. Um, I've been reading a lot into integralism and uh, political thought recently, and uh, and I read a section from Saint Alphonsus Liguori about banning books about censoring books and i read it and i'm like you know this is this is actually perfectly in line with obviously scripture and tradition everybody knows that uh this is also perfectly in line with uh the principles of justice so that was a very interesting experience for me because i hadn't really given much thought to the topic of of censorship and book burning and in certain ideas like this but it seems like the principles of Catholic political thought and the principles of even pagan political thought should lead to the conclusion that um, censorship by the the state and by the church is a is a very very good thing and it's very important uh, that we should do it and it's very sad and it's been very disastrous because the practice has kind of been um, ha- has been let off in recent years. So I'm just going to give a brief presentation of kind of the um, the central points, the argument. But before that, uh, patreon.com slash militantomist if you want to enjoy more videos of this sort. And also art, articles, PDFs, and all that stuff that I always talk to you guys about. But uh, I really do appreciate you guys um, becoming patrons. I'm very humbled by the amount of you that have, have given me support. And I would... And it, things are looking looking good, you know. Things are looking good. It uh, we're get we're having great great uh, growth and and output. And uh, I didn't know I had no idea that I was going to be um, this far in such a short time. I thought maybe I'd have a thousand subscribers in a year, but it's it's only been since I seriously started uh, producing videos on a regular basis. It's only been like I think three four months something around there. So thank you guys a lot. So let's the general I'll give the general argument first before I go into the specifics. So generally speaking, when we think of the purpose of government is why do we have civil government? Why is it there for? Why do societies, um, even pagan ones through the light of natural reason, form societies of men? What is their goal? And I think uh, an important answer comes from reading the Platonic dialogues is Socrates um, in his expressing of, of the principles of what justice is and what, uh, largely speaking, is the purpose of state, which he's going to conclude is justice. So reading, uh, obviously, the, the basic one, the Republic, then also his defense, his, his apology uh, is very important in this regard. So when when this idea and the, this question is treated, what is the purpose of, of government? What you'll get from uh, liberals, and by liberals, I'm talking not just about those uh, blue air, blue haired folk who wear the the fancy colored rainbow flags and, and put in pronouns. In, in their bios by liberals, I'm talking about um, both what we would regard as liberals in, a, in an improper sense, but also I'm talking about um, basically anything that came from uh, enlightenment thought, including 
uh, American constitutionalism that would be considered liberal. So liberalism, basically modern. What when when you see uh, the, the talking heads go on television and talk about uh, uh, per saving our democracy or having democracy and freedom throughout the world, like all that garbage. That's basically what I'm talking about when I talk about liberalism. So when it comes to liberalism, broadly speaking, what they're going to say the purpose of, of government is, is the protection of the individual. Usually uh, this is expressed in the ideas of protection of rights or protections of freedoms or liberties. That is, um, that is an overarching theme, is that government is uh, something which is spoken of in a negative aspect, that it is um, protection, not really imposition. It's, the, uh, it's geared towards the individual rather than the individual being geared towards the whole. But what you're going to get in classical political thought is that the purpose of government is virtue. That is the, pur the purpose of government, is the uh, both the individual good or individual virtue, which um, is supernaturally speaking the beatific vision, which is why um, having uh, Catholic governments are so important, but also that common good or collective good of the of the whole in order uh in in a similar way to to because this language of common good has been so abused recently um if we're going to think about it it's like uh if we think about an army we there's both an individual good of each one of the soldiers to make sure he uh doesn't starve to death, make sure he has food to make sure he has equipment and, and such and such and so forth. But there's also the good of the army itself, which is going to be winning battles. It's uh, if it doesn't matter how, how uh, kept up each one of the individuals is, if the whole army gets decimated and then dies, there's both that individual good and the common good. But when it comes to government, it is that the people be virtuous because this is their natural end. Their natural end is not found in uh, the protection of individual liberties or um, freedoms. That's not where the, the good of man is found, but the good of man is found in, insofar as he seeks and chooses the good. And then this is found obviously supernaturally in the, the beatific vision. So, uh, so looping all the way back to our, our discussion, uh, when it comes to censorship, and I'm about to give you all the nerd quotes uh, and all the technical stuff in, in a little pre presentation I prepared, but just thinking about this um, from the purpose of government. Because the purpose of government is virtue, it matters what the citizens read. And um, so if, if we have, uh, for example, pornographic material, if we have heretical material, if we have any sort of debauchery, um, if we have uh, St. Alphonsus Liguori will bring up romance novels and, and such like that. If we have ideas that are stupid, idiotic, like uh, nihilistic in nature um, that are just going to just completely destroy the individual. 
that the individual is going to read like communist propaganda sort of books like such like that since the the purpose of government is virtue the uh these books in order to achieve the purpose of government have to be restricted because if not um there will corruption will follow and an even greater evil will follow upon it so for um, another important principle that's going to bear upon this is the fact that there is no private vices there is there's no private vices when somebody uh let's say good example um when i used to work at walmart i used to hear people complain about this all the time is that all oh, the the uh what when they'd ask they'd ask about like people stealing and stuff i don't know why they'd ask about that all the time but they would ask about that all the time is people stealing from the store and their chief complaint uh because they get mad at stuff being locked up their chief complaint would be that uh, when people steal the prices for everybody goes up and in this case their this private vice of theft uh, is never stays private it is going because of the interconnections of man with other man because we are a social animal we are a political animal when one sins when one um transgresses virtue it does not only affect him it affects everybody and a good example of this is also uh suarez when suarez is speaking of marriage that uh, when the couple um, takes their vows to one another they are not only um, uh, bound to each other but they are bound by the community to keep up with their vows because if you think about it um, divorce uh, adultery and, and the like when these vows are broken when uh, the the wife is not taken care of by the husband or when the the wife does not um, take care of the the husband in her in her way then the entirety of the community suffers therefore the the good of the whole and the uh if you, this is why the uh the liberal principle when it comes to uh, individual freedoms is so silly because uh when you when you don't restrict it in the individual aspect there's this ripple effect which is which always affects other people if you pour oil in your backyard because it's my property it's going to leach into the water supply that sort of idea so because of this principle when you start to have these these books we we saw this in in um in pornography in the in the rise of pornography in the early 2000s to its almost universal um usage among people is when you have these books with ideas that are detrimental to virtue like for example um communist books when you have these books that are detrimental to virtue and you allow them to be read wi widely that is going to transgress the end of government which is the promotion of virtue even if it's just a few individual cases even if it's just damaging the the individual good because it doesn't stay like that so therefore the government in order to achieve its end it must of necessity um control which books and which books are not um allowed now 
I know the objection that's going to come forth from every single one of your lips who are who are seething right now watching this. You're going to say, well, well, Christian, you know what our government would do if it had the power of censorship? It would just ban the Summa. Uh, probably not. They probably don't even know about the Summa. They'd ban the Bible. I, I don't even know about that. They would, they would ban, uh, let's say if you wrote a book against homosexuality, they'd ban something like that. If you wrote a book against abortion, they would ban something like that. They'd move forward to, to ban the radical Christian uh, ideas. That's what they would do. So this is where um, we have another principle which, which comes forth, the principle of um, freedom versus toleration. So a lot of times are in our modern language, we like to talk in terms of, of freedom when it comes to vices. Like I have the, the freedom to, I don't know, um, freedom to murder my child and abortion. People will speak like that. They have a freedom to do this or freedom to do that or freedom to do this. But that's not really the way in which we should think about uh, these liberties when it comes to vices, but rather we should think of it in terms of toleration. We as St. Thomas talks about, we tolerate certain evils that a greater evil doesn't come about. For example, um, St. Augustine brings up prostitution. He says that prostitution should be tolerated by government, lest that evil, which is adultery abound to all. And that's quoted in the Summa by St. Thomas. So St. Thomas actually quotes that approvingly. That's a good example of the toleration of evil. So in our case, where we have nowhere near a Catholic state, we have nowhere near a majority of citizens, which would be um, within the realm of Orthodox Catholic moral thought. Therefore, uh, there should be this suspended toleration. Because it's more likely if, let's say, Joe Biden decided tomorrow that he wanted to be a a, a based um, integralist Catholic. And he's like, okay, I'm going to uh, give the judiciary branch the power to start banning books. That would likely result in a greater evil because they would ban uh, books that are actually good. And they probably won't ban books that are actually evil. So therefore, we should, um, for the time being... In order uh, that we do not bring a, a uh, greater evil upon ourselves, we should probably advocate in our current situation for not giving the government the power of censorship. But in the future, when the society has been thoroughly um, Catholicized, when the society is uh, generally Catholic, generally in line with uh, Catholic moral thinking, then yeah, that would be a good um, but for the time being, uh, toleration is the wisest uh, choice. And another, that's, that brings up another principle in Catholic moral thought, which is the idea of prudence, is that when we're exercising <clears throat> exercising government, it usually is, it, it is with a lot of weird situations. So we have these principles of thought, these first principles, which need to be applied in different situations prudently. And it may look different in different situations, like, Augustine saying that we should have prostitution is is interestingly enough in line with Catholic moral thought um, in, in, in Augustine's time and in many different situations. And on the other hand, it might also be a it, will, it not might, but it will. It will also be a uh, 
something in line with Catholic moral fault to say that prostitution should be banned, but in a completely different context, because we need to prudently apply these principles. We're not, um, we're not head in the clouds, ivory tower sort of uh, mere theorists, but there's a lot of uh, actually principled work that needs to go into a lot of this. Okay, so here is, this is just going to be kind of a compendium of quotes and arguments that are given by St. Alphonsus Liguori. So, um, so the first premise that's going, so this is uh, very much involved with whether the church should ban books. So the first premise is that heretics are to be avoided. So from sacred scripture in second John, it talks about if there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him Godspeed. And then also St. Paul in second Timothy two sixteen, their words will increase unto more ungodliness and their word will spread like a cancer. And also in Matthew seven fifteen, our Lord says, beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they're ravening wolves. And then the example of the fathers. So John avoided uh, Serenthus. And I think that's the example of, uh, of him uh, in the bathhouse that uh, I think St. Irenaeus and against heresies talks about this, that he was in the bathhouse um, taking his bath. And then he heard that one of these Gnostic heretics had walked in and he decided to just leave and not take a bath because he would not even be in the same bathhouse as a heretic. So there's this strong premise that heretics are to be avoided. And then Eusebius of Vercilli, he said that he preferred to die of hunger than to take bread from the hands of the Arians. And St. Cyprian said, quote, do not easily give ear to deceptive words, lest you mistake shadows for light, poison for medicine, death for health. Keep yourself far from men's um, contagion and avoid their conversations as it were fleeing a cancer or the plague. So this first principle first premise is going to be that those who are heretics are to be avoided that you don't play with fire so to speak you don't uh, hang around and listen and think that they might have something nice to add to your theology and i know that i'm terrible at that because of because of my background and reformed thought I, it's kind of a guilty pleasure to me but this is an exhortation to us all and when it comes to heretical authors especially when they're putting forth their heresies that generally speaking Unless, um, unless you're very solidly rooted in Catholic thought, you should avoid heretics, generally speaking. So, um, and then premise two is that the books of heretics ought to be avoided. So from premise two, from premise one follows premise two, is that since we ought to avoid heretics, so also ought we to avoid their books. So it follows a premise, one, that we ought to avoid the books of those these heretics. In fact, it is more dangerous due to the spread and permanence of books. So uh, if we think of a hesiarch, such as Luther, Luther was a hesiarch, um, his uh, dangerous and poisonous ideas, um, they are they weren't just spread by him by mouth, but they're even more dangerous because they were to be put in writing. So it's kind of an argument from the the uh, the greater to the, from the lesser to the greater. I, th I think that's the the terminology for it. Is that if you agree with the premise that we are to avoid heretics, because the books of heretics are more dangerous, so also much more so should we avoid those books of heretics because of their greater danger. And then we've seen individuals and entire nations come under corruption just by the spread of books. If we can think of, um, let, let me think of an example. 
I guess you could use the example of, I guess, France. France in the French Enlightenment. That was uh, basically all through the, just the spreading of books. And then um, there are many such cases of this in church history, too. So a bishop on the side of the militant uh, millenarians or um, those who believed in the literal thousand year earthly rule of Christ in Jerusalem. They, because of books, he won over entire churches in Asia. So the Valentinians won over many churches by books. Bullinger, Vermigli, Calvin, and many others won over by books. And uh, Jan Hus uh, spread Wycliffe's errors by the translation and printing of books. So you see Hesiarch's uh, often work by just uh, printing and translating and propagating books because of, I guess, I guess, you know what, how they think of it. A, a modern example would be, uh, would be YouTube. The Holy See should be in charge of the, the, uh, the, the, the YouTube accounts of Catholics. That would be very prudent. Um, that, that would be a good, good kind of modern corollary. But, uh, since, since, uh, um, Ligori is specifically talking about um, books. This can this also leads to to other applications. But yeah, so we have we have now established that the propagation and presence of the books with errors is something which is through Christian tradition and through sacred scripture something which is to be greatly avoided because it is a grave danger to virtue and to the Catholic faith, and it it of necessity follows from that uh, if you agree with the first two premises that censorship should occur so and then uh the council of the fathers so this is their application to this problem so origin maintained that those who pursue immodest or impious books without cause are guilty of the same sin as those who eat meat sacrifice to false gods saint isidore wrote that reading impious works is the same as burning incense to the devil based and he added that it is not licit for Christians to read the lies of the poets because they can excite the mind to lust. And St. Jerome says, no one steps into a leaky boat if he wishes, if he wants to avoid, to learn to avoid shipwreck. Would you then turn your innocent soul to the book full of heresies in order to learn the Catholic truth? Tertullian says, quote, no one is built up by that which destroys him. No one is illuminated by that which casts him into shadow. And then the practice of the fathers. So uh, even the heretics are going to agree with this principle. So Luther wrote a work supporting the destruction of books. Calvin burned the books of Servetus and the philosophers too. So Plato and the Republic argued that books ought to be investigated by the wise and then destroyed if they're impious. And then this is also the almost continuous practice of all pre-modern uh, nations. So the uh, book burning was a, uh, a very um, popular practice amongst the Hebrews, Syrians, Greeks, Romans, ba basically every nation uh, who was a nation before the modern era. Uh, and by modern era, I mean, even like up to like the 19th century, this was, this was a thing which was pretty popular is uh, this was, this is just the common practice of, of mankind because it's something which is clear in natural law. That, uh, that books, which are dangerous, ought to be destroyed. And the usual practice is through burning. And then with the practice of the church, this has been something which is continuously practiced in the church. So uh, even since the New Testament, with uh, at Ephesus, the burning of the books of magic um, that occurs, uh, there, 
there's book burning in the new testament and then the uh and then after that uh basically from the time of the burning of arius's works by saint constantine every single heretic that was the practice is that imperial law would be propagated that the the heretics named um and that the death penalty would occur if you did not burn the books of those um, those hesiarchs we can see how important a thing is it is if uh the death penalty is imposed for those who keep these books and uh, the ancients really recognized a lot more uh, than modern man does the power of information and the uh the deception and absolute ruin of soul that can happen when uh falsity is propagated as truth and i also have this link down here i thought this was would this work dang it it won't work let me sorry about this Here's this, uh, I thought you guys would enjoy this. Uh, it's kind of a comedic relief at the end of this. Let me remove that. And again, this is one of those uh, recorded videos. So I'm not actually live right now. This is just the video premiering. So if you're just spamming questions in the chat, I'm not going to get to them. Sorry about that. <clears throat> I promise I'll eventually do a Q&A. Just save them up for that. I've just been on a really weird schedule recently. Okay, I'm going to share my tab. There you go. I don't care about your ad. Here it is. Catholic priest priests burn Harry Potter books in Poland. Let's see if I can skip this stupid ad. Maybe I'll be maybe I'll have to read the article rather than uh, watch the video because this is taking forever. Uh, maybe I will. Okay, the video is kind of based though. It's kind of sad. Let me just pause this so it doesn't just play in my ears. Okay, so uh, Catholic priests in Poland burned books they say are sacrilegious this weekend, including tomes from British author J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter series of fantasy uh, novels. We obey the word, priests said in a Facebook post showing photographs of the public book burning and quoting biblical passages from the book of Deuteronomy in the Old Testament. One passage exhorting believers to destroy the enemies of God includes the command to burn their idols in the fire. The post on a page run by the Catholic SMS from Heaven Evangelical Group stirred controversy and has gone viral, and it gets even more based. Photographs shows three priests carrying a basket of books and other items, including an African-style face mask, through a church to an outside fire pit. Priests are seen saying prayers of the fire pit, where other items, I bet it was Latin prayers, including a book from the Twilight vampire-themed fantasy romance series, a Hello Kitty umbrella, and a Hindu religious figure are also burning. Father Jan uh, Kusharovsky, the priest in the Gdansk parish where the book burning took place, told the uh, news website on Monday that they had burned items linked to the occult and magic. 
Aside from the books, there were talismans and amulets. Parishioners brought them to put things in order. As part of spring cleaning, added the priest. He was also listed as an exorcist on the diocese official website. Their burning took place in front of his church after Sunday mass. And then, yeah, and then they're like, oh my gosh, they're backwards. Um, sick ritual, child abuse, blah, 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 blah. It's a joke. Other Facebook users banned the book burning based. Yeah, and then and then for some reason they bring up the completely unrelated note of the Polish episcopate um, having a priest who sexually abused children. Like, what does that have anything to do? Trust me, it's not these guys. It's not the the hyper trad Chad conservative guys that are doing it. It's the homosexuals within the clergy. But that's just that's just how it is. Fake news. Okay, thank you, and do penance.